If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You get a low score for this game. A couple of small Nintendo stories today. The first is that Nintendo added a bestseller list to the Nintendo Switch eShop. Um, cool, I guess. It doesn't really do much right now, but maybe in the future it'll it'll give us another way to sort through uh, what games are out. The reason I bring it up mostly is because I think that on the 3DS and on the Wii U, it wasn't the best experience trying to locate stuff on the eShop. So hopefully Nintendo keeps refining the Switch eShop to make it a little uh, more user-friendly. Right now, it's not that big a deal because there's so few software titles on there. But as that uh, list of games that you can get grows... Uh, that's going to be an important uh, factor to how people are able to find digital games. I am curious, though, how many of you out there are going digital only? I personally am going cartridge if there is a physical version available, uh, and only digital if there's not a physical version available. But the reason that I'm doing that is because I've got a son who also has his own Switch, and it makes it easier for us to share the games. So I am curious as to what you guys are going to do. The next story on the list is that Cave Story is coming to the Switch in June. Uh, They have promised updated graphics, and it's going to cost $30. That seems a little high for a game that's been out for such a long time, but the fact that they're updating the graphics, that, that sells it for me. Now, I don't know if I'll be getting Cave Story or not. I already have it on Steam. I haven't finished it on Steam. It's a really good game. Uh, It's a very fun little platformer uh, with a gun, I believe. It has a gun? Yeah, it has a gun. Um, A really fun little platformer, and I really liked the old-style graphics. I am curious as to what they're going to look like uh, with the updated graphics. But, hey, for 30 bucks, getting a good platformer, it really seems like the Switch is the place for the indies to go right now. The next thing that I wanted to bring up has to do with indies, and that's the price. Uh, Some people are saying there's a Nintendo tax for software that is on multiple platforms. It tends to be more expensive on the Switch. Now, people are speculating that one of the reasons for this is because the Switch uses cartridges, and cartridges are more expensive. And I'm certainly not going to sit here and argue with that. But then... The digital price is the same as the physical price, so most people say, well, that can't be it. But then you also have to remember that if Nintendo prices or if if the physical prices are more expensive than the digital prices, the brick-and-mortar stores are going to rebel against that. They're going to revolt, and they're going to say, we're not carrying your stuff. So it's this weird balancing act that has to go on. But I really don't think that the cost of the cartridge is really the issue. I think the real issue is that there's not a lot of software on the Switch right now, and, you know, these indie developers know that. And they know that right now, while there's not a whole lot of stuff for you to buy, if there's something there that you can buy that looks pretty good, 
you're likely to buy it for the Switch because you just got this new toy and you want to play uh, play with the toy in as many different ways as possible. So, sure, right now you don't you, you know people are playing Zelda like crazy, but they also want to see well what's these what are these other games like, and I want to take these games with me. So, I'm going to buy the portable version, and sure, it's more expensive now because there's not a whole lot of competition in the Nintendo eShop. Uh, there's not a whole lot of com- competition in the Nintendo Switch shelf space in the brick-and-mortar stores. I think that's really the reason why the games tend to be more expensive on the Switch. I think that once there's more titles out for the Switch, indie developers are going to lower their cost, uh, not costs, but lower their prices in order to be more competitive. Um, speaking of prices... There's a Japanese company that tore down the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the company's name is Fomohot. I don't know how to say it. Whatever. Not important. But what is important is that they find, and their estimate is that the Nintendo Switch cost $257 to manufacture. Now, I'm sure that there are some people uh, who are listening who think that Nintendo is now charging too much because they could be charging $257. Well, you also have to remember there's distribution costs. You got to be able to ship these things around. It costs money to put these things on a boat and ship them across the ocean or a plane. Either way, it's going to cost money. Um, There's research and development costs. There is the fact that some of them you have to throw away because they don't meet the QA standards. So I think with... A manufacturing cost of $257 and an MSRP of $299, I think that they are really cutting it close to the margins. And Kimishima, he said, look, we're not going to take a loss on this. Well, they're not making much of a profit on this either. Uh, The last story uh, before we get out of the news section is that Unity has been updated to natively support the Switch, which is awesome. Because there's a lot of good games that are made on the Unity engine. Just to name a few, Firewatch was made in Unity, uh, Super Hot was made in Unity, Monument Valley, uh, Pillars of Eternity, and Ori and the Blind Forest. These are all fantastic games with really great developers. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing ports of these games on the Nintendo Switch because... The fact that it's made in Unity and now Unity has native development for the Switch, I'm not saying that it's a push of a button to get a port. I'm realistic. But it's a whole lot easier than it ever was before for developers who use common tools like Unity to transpose or translate their work over to a Nintendo platform. Um, I think that this is fantastic and it is a big deal. All right, the last thing that I want to talk about today is last episode, I really gushed about Zelda. And I got a couple of people who who asked me, uh, hey, Bill, are you saying that it's a perfect game? And no, I'm not saying that it's a perfect game. It has problems, and I promise you it's not perfect. Let's talk about a couple of the problems that Nintendo uh, or that Zelda has. Now, number one, the frame rate issues that people have run into. I personally have only run into it, I think, maybe three times. Um, and all three times, like the game almost stopped for a second and it was really jarring to happen. 
Now, I've watched a few videos where people are saying, whoa, look how awful the frame rate is when you're doing this. And I'm like, I don't even notice the problem. Like, I don't visually, I don't see the problem unless it's really um, rampant or really obvious. And I think there's probably a lot more people out there that are like me who don't notice this kind of thing than the people who notice it. Uh, it's just that the people who notice it are the very vocal people. And so they're going to say, talk about it a lot. All right. So I think I'm, I personally give Nintendo a pass for the frame rate because I think the real reason that their frame rate issues on, on, um, on Zelda is because it's a port of a Wii game like this or not Wii game, but a Wii U game. And so they had to port. And I, I feel like if this game was made natively for the switch, then it would have performed a lot better. And I know that there's also problems on the Wii U version. Well, that's I think that's because they kind of scaled everything up, not just textures and stuff, but they maybe they scaled the world up after they decided to port it or bring it to the Switch. And so it's they're really trying to get a whole lot out of the Wii U. And then porting it to the Switch you know, that adds a little bit of overhead, I think. And I think that's the reason that we have frame rate issues on the Switch or on both versions of Zelda. The next problem with Zelda, and this is my biggest gripe, is the voice acting. There's a diff few different characters, and I won't say which ones, but some of the voice actors are really good. And some of the voice actors are absolutely terrible. And I don't want to personally drag anybody through the mud and uh, I, I just don't like some of the voice acting in the game. And it really pulls me out of the game. And thankfully, there's not a whole lot of voice acting in the game. And I think that that's a good thing for the game. Because if I had to hear this character talk too much, I might shut the game off. It's really that jarring. Uh, the last problem that I have with Zelda is the one that a lot of people have said. Is that the inventory. The inventory feels like it was designed with the Wii U gamepad in mind. And then Nintendo porting it to the Switch said, well, we don't know if they're always going to have access to a touchscreen. So we have to design it so that it doesn't access through a touchscreen. It's really kind of convoluted. But that's not really the whole issue because there's also the issue where when I'm playing and I, like, I open up a chest and let's say that there's a spear in there and it's like, hey, you've, you're, all your melee weapons are full. Okay, well, immediately give me an option to drop a melee weapon so I can select that one. But what happens instead is I open a chest, there's a spear in there, I'm like, oh man, that's a good spear, I want to take it, but I can't because my inventory is full. So now i got to open my inventory, select a weapon, drop it, and then i got to open the chest again, have it come up, tell me what it is, and then I finally hit accept and I pick it up. It's just very, I don't know, it's slow, it's arduous, it's, it's kind of a pain, and it really bugs me. Those three things aside, I still say Zelda is a fantastic game and everybody needs to play it. But I didn't want anybody to think that I was saying it's a perfect game. Now, one last thing before uh, we're all done here is the fact that Zelda got a bunch of 10s for scores. I've had some people ask me, what do you think about that? And my answer is, I don't care. Because I think numbered scores are really kind of useless they're something that readers and i use the term readers 
sparingly or with with big air quotes readers want numbered scores because they don't want to bother to read the review if a numbered score means something to you then you're going to disagree with me here because i could not care less if zelda gets a one or a ten what i do care about are what caused the reviewer to say if it gets a one or a ten if the game is unplayable uh you know telling me that through a number doesn't that that doesn't maybe the person doesn't like this kind of game maybe the person really hated the story maybe i don't care about the story and i just want to do want to mess around with the gameplay guess what in zelda the story really isn't all that compelling i won't give you guys any spoilers but it's really not a compelling story the compelling story or the compelling part of the game is the gameplay and it's fantastic and it just sucks you in and keeps you there and you you almost can't escape Hyrule. But the story is almost non-existent, and it's dull, and then the voice acting makes it even worse. So what would I give Zelda for a score, for a numbered score? I wouldn't. I would say that I really liked it, and if you tend to like the kind of games that I like, then you will probably like it too. All right, so my question to you guys now is, what do you guys want to hear about next? I got two games that I want to talk about, uh, Blaster Master and Has Been Heroes. I've been playing both of them on the Switch. Both, I think, are very, very good games, and I want to talk about them. Um, so you guys let me know, and there's a couple different ways that you can let me know. Number one, you can send me an email. You can email runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just throw Switchcraft in the subject line. Uh, you can also just send me a message on Twitter. I'm at run jump stomp on Twitter and or you could just use the hashtag ask switchcraft uh, you do that on Twitter and I'll search for that and see if any questions come up uh, lastly if you want to be included in part of the show uh, just give us a call and we got a phone number it's 260 run jump that's 260-786-5867 I don't know if you can call that outside the US feel free to try I'm curious uh, anyway thank you guys so much for uh, listening and hanging out if you enjoyed it please go to iTunes and give it a review it's a big way to help us uh, get visibility uh, thanks so much and I'll see you next time bye bye From side to side, come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step, and then again, let's do the Mario all together now.